Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... Well, my my older one is is at that age where you guys should know it. It will get worse, right? I know, right? <laughs> I am a preteen, and and suddenly he just hates everyone, and I'm like the most hated of all. So <laughs> every day is a battle. And now, for a story that was written very intentionally but was not intentional in the way it all came about. A story inspired in part by the challenge of being first generation. A story where the main character, to quote the author, is not a superhero, she's just a girl. This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 455. I'm your host, Matthew Winner. Sadia Faruqi and Hatem Ali join me today to share Meet Yasmin an early chapter book series that belongs in your readers' lives. I can say that for sure, because the first time I read it, I could tell I was reading something special. And the second, I sensed the book was inviting me to listen and to observe, and then every time after that, to love. Before we jump into the conversation, here's a quick word from our sponsors. This month, I'm excited to welcome our newest sponsor, the Little Feminist Book Club. Little Feminist wants to help you diversify your child's bookshelf. Each month, they send one to two books featuring characters of underrepresented backgrounds. Little Feminist spends months consulting with a team of educators, librarians, and parents to pick each book and create a suite of hands-on activities to accompany them. Whether it's treasure hunts or DIY musical instruments, the goal of the Included activities is to make the stories come alive for both children and families. Raise good humans one children's book at a time by signing up at littlefeminist.com today. The Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by Gallery Nucleus, an art gallery and bookstore. On September 9th from 2 to 5 p.m., Nucleus will be hosting a signing with artist Scott C. and writer Drew Daywalt at their storefront outside Los Angeles, California, to celebrate the books Sleepy the Goodnight Buddy and Adventures in Drawing. Come see Scott's original art from both books and enjoy fun activities. This free event is open to all ages. Can't make it to the signing? Gallery Nucleus is offering listeners 15% off your next purchase by entering in the promo code WONDER18. Visit gallerynucleus.com to discover more or click on the, nu- the Gallery Nucleus banner at matthewcwinner.com podcast. And the Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by Storyteller Academy. 
learn the art of storytelling from published authors, illustrators, and editors at Storyteller Academy. The team shares our mission is to help aspiring storytellers learn the craft of storytelling by sharing our creative process intimately. We believe everyone has a story to tell. Listeners of the Children's Book Podcast are invited to a free mini-class. Enroll today at StorytellerAcademy.com slash wonder, or click on the Storyteller Academy banner at MatthewCWinner.com slash podcast. And now, please welcome my guests, Sadia Faruqi and Hatem Ali, author and illustrator of Meet Yasmin. Welcome to the podcast, Sadia. Welcome, Atem. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Likewise. <laughs> Thanks. It's, it's um, you know, Atem, I, I, love, I love getting to know your voice. Sadia, I know your voice so well from your podcast with Anne, and I love that so much. Um, you, you both are doing such great work in children's literature. And now to know that you have welcomed a book out into the world together, meet Yasmin. It's just such a wonderful thing. Before get, we get into talking about your book, why don't I give you a chance to introduce yourself to the people listening, those that might not know who you are yet. Sadia, would you mind making introductions to those listeners? Um, yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Sadia Faruqi. I live in Houston, Texas, which is super hot right now. And uh, I'm originally from Pakistan. I write a lot of different kinds of books. I have an adult short story collection out from a few years ago, and then also essays and opinion pieces in um, Washington Post and a few other places. And um, I also have a podcast that I co-host with Anne Braden, who's another really cool uh, kid lit writer. Um, and that is a, a podcast about books as well. So basically, there's just a whole lot of books in my life. Well, let's call um, it out though. This, this podcast is Lifelines. You did a you did one season. How many episodes is in one season for you? Six or eight? We are, a bunch, right? Yeah, we we're we just started out. So I think we uh, hopefully in the next season that will start up um, in a few weeks. We'll have we'll be able to have more. We kind of. The first season was really a trial for us, but but yeah, it's called Lifelines, Books That Bridge the Divide, and it's basically a, 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 a podcast that talks about books that marginalized kids can um, can read and, and really uh, feel close to in terms of, you know, what issues they might be facing. So we don't do author um, interviews or things like that, which is slightly different from what other podcasters, including yourself, do. So we've, we've kind of... <laughs> carved a niche out you know we didn't want to do what everyone else was doing um we do interview librarians and teachers and other people who might have an insight on how to reach kids who um who mainstream uh, audiences or or books don't reach and you know that might be poverty that might be um kids of color that might be uh kids of different religions that are not mainstream so so a lot of things uh, hopefully it's it's more tools to to help adults with the kids in their lives well you know i've not been shy about saying what a fan i am of the show but what also drew me so close to you in particular sadia was just that the 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 hat you wear on the show is that you book talk to us and that's such an intimate and beautiful mm. thing that you you find these books. You it's very clear how well read you are and how excited you are to share these new books with everyone and to to champion these books. And I, I just 
uh, <laughs> whether it's that I come from the library and so that's a thing, or this podcast itself is a platform where I get to do that, I like finding other people that just like to talk about books. Uh, it's such a selfless act, and, and I think one that really connects us all. Because, you know, when you like when you like the same book as somebody else, you end up sort of speaking the same language over it, and that's a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. And I try actually to find books that a lot of people haven't heard about because there are some books that get a lot of publicity because uh, from their publishers and then just they just become very, um, you know, talked about on social media. But then there are other books that are equally valuable, but they don't get that sort of push. And so I try to find those. Good. Um, that challenge, you know. that challenge, that drive, that's it makes it worth it, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Well, there's this other guy over here that's written a couple books that I think you've read, and I've read for sure. Uh, has worked on a uh, got his imprint of art over all these gorgeous books. Hatem, I'd love for you to please introduce yourself to everyone, and then I'm gonna solely nerd out on your amazing art. <laughs> uh, well, thanks, Matthew. Well, first of all, I just want to say like how amazing what Sadia just said. Like I, I'm, I'm kind of jealous of what all she, she, she's doing. Uh, I wish there was like an equivalent, uh, a visual equivalent for me to, <laughs> <laughs> to contribute like her. Uh, yeah, my name is Hatem Ali. I'm, uh, I'm an illustrator and I live in New Brunswick, Canada, um, originally from Egypt. Uh, I am the illustrator of uh, Media Smeen, as, um, as you would know, <laughs> um, that we, it just uh, came out yesterday. So we're celebrating that. And um, I'm also uh, I'm an illustrator of, of a number of books, such as uh, The Inquisitor's Tale, which won a Newbery Honor by Adam Gilwitz. And I'm working with him on a series called The Unicorn Risk Society. Um, it's a collaboration with other uh, amazing authors, too. So every time it's going to be a different author with him. And uh, two books have been out since mm. we started this. And the third I'm, like should be out in October, I think. You are so, moving yeah. with that. Goodness gracious. I know. <laughs> Adam Gidowitz is, is going to town, cranking around. The... Sadia, you might have competition. I know how fast you write. That is uh, outstanding. <laughs> well, you know, my design team keeps telling me, you got to move faster because Hatem is so busy. We have to get all this done and you have to like approve the, the art real fast and, you know, just get it done the same day. I'm like, man, he's, he's even busier oh. than I am. Wow. <laughs> It's all like awesome stuff in different ways, so I'm happy to be yeah. there. Uh, um, yeah, that's cool. Well, yeah. the, the Inquisitor's Tale is is gorgeous. I've never seen, and I think many of us had never seen anything like it. Your work was just incredible on that, and to know that you're still working with Adam. Um, I've listened to um, the first two um, Unicorn Society books on um, on audio and have really oh, enjoyed that. that yeah, you didn't see the illustrations. Yes, okay. No, I, well, I have. You... I have. Um, I have review copies of, of okay. the two paperbacks of them, but I uh, read so terribly slowly <laughs> that I mostly am like leafing through the pictures and doing that. But I could tell from <laughs> um, just from knowing your style immediately, I could tell that 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 was your art, that was your imprint on it. So uh, it's cool to see that you are continuing to work with him. Yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We we still have more to go to come. Like uh, the third one, I said is going to be out in October. There's going to be more in 2019 to sell. Uh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> Keep drawing. <laughs> yeah. There's also a book coming, a picture book coming out uh, next week, I would think so, yeah? Next week. Uh, it's 
published by Sterling. It's called How to Feed Your Parents by Ryan Miller, and it's illustrated by me. <laughs> and so we'll see. <laughs> Sadia, That's no good. wonder you can't get a hold of Hatem. He is so busy. Well, and, you know, I'm thinking there's like a lot of competition for for Yasmin because I'm telling um, Hatem that you know promote promote our book on your on your Twitter, and then you know he's gonna promote my our book and another book and another. Book. Uh, yeah, that's what happens when like it's it's almost like not my plan. Like it's just all the publishers decide to uh, there's some kind of a season or something. All publishers decide to publish the books around the same time, kind yeah. of, kind of yeah. like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do about all that? You know, yeah, that, to take us to take us like, into Yasmin, though, yeah. it's really cool to see you, Hatem, working all over the board like this. And I know Sadia as well. You write uh, really for all ages in that way. But to know Hatem that you're just saying now that you've done these picture book and that uh, you're doing this. Uh, like middle grade or maybe a little bit younger. The Unicorn Society is a little bit, a little bit older than that. Uh, a little bit older than Yasmin is, but yeah. you're you're really working on the whole reader or on on readers of all ages, on those uh, aging readers, and that's I think a cool thing that you both uh, are able to connect with so many different readers and be working on works that that will be there as your readers grow. So, yeah, exactly. Fascinating and terrifying at the same time, but it's, it's in a good way. Like, no, the fascinating and terrifying thing is knowing that uh, Sadia is going to be writing forty Meet Yasmin books, and they're going to be all amazingly brilliant and oh illustrated by you, and it's going to be cool. <laughs> uh, so it's I, really cool. Yeah, it's really cool to find like you're we're part of someone's childhood. Like it, it is, isn't it? And you're more. I, I would go. I, I want to um, Sadia give you a chance to introduce this book, Meet Yasmin, or this book series, in just a moment. But I want to say. Um, you know, this is being published by Capstone, and and I talk to many, many people about the presence that Capstone has in my library and in many libraries um, because of them making beautiful books, because of them making uh, reliable books, books that we can trust and return to, their nonfiction series in particular, their Pebble series, and how that expanded into Pebble Go, this online database that so many of us use. This is a, a, a company doing really good things and really understanding education. So to know that they are behind this book means something a little bit different to me because it, it does tell me that they they see the whole child and they they know that this is another component of reaching those kids. And I certainly agree. Um, Sadia, this is such a special book. Would you mind introducing Meet Yasmin to, to all of the listeners, please? It is a special book, uh, personally to me, and I think that it will be special to a lot of readers and a lot of um, gatekeepers, like librarians and teachers as well. Um, so Meet Yasmin is a series that features a second grader. Her name is Yasmin, and she is a first-generation Pakistani-American, uh, very much like my own daughter. So she's um, she's got a family. She lives with her mom and her dad, who she calls Mama and Baba, and she lives with her grandparents also. So it's it's a little slice of life of a first-generation child. And, you know, we know that there's so many of the kids in our schools now are first-generation, which is sometimes challenging for those kids because they're growing up in an environment where they are not seeing the same kind of books that 
that is a reflection of themselves and their families. And I saw that with my kids. And so I wanted to write something that would be helpful to them as they grew older and become these beloved characters that they could rely on. So Yasmin is a series. We have the first four coming out together. And I think Capstone does this quite um, often with most of their series where they put out four stories together in a bind up. And then I think they also have separately for the library market, but uh, the four are Yasmin the um, the explorer, Yasmin the builder, Yasmin the painter, and Yasmin the fashionista. So we are going to be having a continuation of just these little jobs as titles, which I thought was <laughs> kind of cool. Um, you know, because my my kids are like one week they want to be one thing when they grow up, and the other week they have some other idea. So, which is really common for kids. Uh, to uh, to be dis- to be dabbling in different things and well maybe I want to be doing painting and maybe I want to be a fireman and maybe I want to be this and maybe I want to be that so um, and meet Yasmin is is the title name of it so um, yeah. you know it's I- it, uh, it's just it's basically a little girl being an everyday little girl that's that's, it. that's where I was gonna go and say the same thing too it just feels. It's not. Uh, it's not as if, and, and I think there's a lot of books doing this well. But it's not as if this is a book that uh, I'm intentionally trying to um, speak about my culture and what it means to be Pakistani American and what it means to whatever. Mm-hmm. It's much more. Yeah, exactly. This is this is your classmate. Look around. There are classmates like um, like Yasmin in your class, or hopefully. I mean, I, I think I've talked to you both before about how. I feel very grateful to live in such a, a culturally diverse neighborhood here in Maryland in Howard County. Um, and, and so when I see Yasmin's classroom, it quite frankly looks a lot like my classroom or my library of classrooms and looks a mm-hmm. lot like the classrooms that my children are in. And so when we read Yasmin together, I like to think they're seeing their classmates, they're seeing their friends. Um, in particular, my son is seeing Usaid, his best friend. But we can talk yeah. about Usaid later <laughs> on the Usaid cast. No, <laughs> um, but but how intentional all of these these moments were. I think um, for both of you designing this to let us in, Sadia is something I really appreciated. There's. Um, do you mind if I read a bit to you? Is that okay? Can I read a bit to you? Sure. Read an excerpt? Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, I'm going to read uh, chapter one of the first book. And it's not, this is, we're looking at like four pages of text. It's pretty short. But um, this is chapter one of Yasmin the Explorer. Uh, I just want people to get a sense of how the text reads. And then I want to point out some illustration. Um, one afternoon, Yasmin sat reading with Baba. A long time ago, explorers used big paper maps to find their way, Baba said. What's an explorer? asked Yasmin. Someone who discovers new places, an adventurer, Baba said. Yasmin looked at the maps in Baba's book. There were straight roads and curvy roads. There were lakes and rivers and forests. I want to be an explorer, she said. Well, then the first thing you'll need is a map, Baba replied. Yasmin clapped her hands. I'll make a map of our neighborhood. Good idea, Baba said. Yasmin found crayons and paper. She drew their house. Down the street was the market. Near that was the park. This is excellent, John, Baba said, using his sweet name for her. Soon Mama came in. Yasmin, I'm going to the farmer's market. Want to come with me? Yasmin jumped up. Yes, it'll be an exploration. She could hardly wait as Mama got her hijab and purse. Don't forget your map, Baba said. 
Every explorer needs a map. So for me, hearing that language of, of using words like Baba and using uh, mm -hmm. John, that term of endearment, words that aren't familiar to me, but in a sense, they almost wake up my senses. Just, oh, wait, here's something that you haven't heard before. Here's something that isn't in your direct experience, but is exposing you to someone else's experience. I really found that that, that tied in with Hatem, how intentional your illustrations are. Like here we see uh, Mama putting on her hijab, and we see that beneath that is is uh, you know ringlets of her hair. Um, I feel like most of my most of my kids' experience with seeing a woman wearing a hijab is that they see her wearing it. They don't see her putting it yeah. on. They don't see it with it off. So these choices, I know that everything was intentional, but I think where I'm leading with it is just to say these are really things that made the story stand out for me and things that really made me uh, see how important and how how invaluable this this book is that you've brought into the world. Yeah, actually, I think it was like very organically done. Like it wasn't, it was intentional, of course, but it wasn't intentional at the same time because uh, my upbringing was close to Thadia's almost. And like my, I would see my mom do that every day, and it's, it's just normal life to me, you know. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, like, I I don't know, yeah, but I, was, I can assume you do know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, like I would see it and observe it, and then it makes sense that that would be something that should be illustrated. And it wasn't like I should do this. It's just you know they get it, they're going out, so they have to get dressed. So that's part of the getting dressed. Uh, it, it just came to me like this is some kind of logical or uh, what would happen. Uh, I'm not trying to fake it, kind of like uh, something. <laughs> it's uh, it's just what happens in life, you know. You're just walking, you're doing your normal life, and then if you want to go out, you just wear your uh, whatever you need to wear. And uh, one of these things would be to wear your hijab in a certain way. So I've been seeing this a lot in my life. So I mean, it, that it, wasn't. A problem for me, <laughs> but when Sadia, you're saying that you're raising these kids, and and you realize that there there aren't these books that are showing their yeah. experience. Here, I see this Sadia and think this is this is it. It's showing this is normal. Your life is normal, just like the other characters we see in other books. This is just something that you're not used to seeing. Absolutely, and this was, you know, um, like Hatham said it really well, it was very intentional, but it was also not intentional in the way that it happened. And that's why I'm so blessed to have uh, to have Hatham on my team because I didn't ever, I didn't articulate that this is how the illustration should be. Usually when I write these stories, I have a few art notes here and there, but then it's up to him and his team to decide what are they actually going to illustrate what part of the story and when I got the art back in this particular case I was like this is perfect this is perfect but I would never have thought to ask that this is how you should do it and mm. if it had been anyone other than somebody but Hatim's background he or she would never have even realized that this was something you know just like any American child uh, from a non-Muslim background, if they're going out with their mom, she's gonna get her purse. But this is a purse and their hijab. And my 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 kids knew if they saw me put that on, that means mom is going out somewhere. You know, is yeah. it's it's um 
it's something that only somebody of that background will understand and be aware of. But, you know, because I write for adults and I do interfaith training and I, I talk to audiences, the hijab is the number one question that people, I get asked, especially as a Muslim woman, and people have these questions and these misunderstandings. I mean, people think that you wear this all the time. People think that you wear it in the house and out the house. I've even mm. had like these weird questions, uh, for example, like, do you shower in it? Which is so crazy and misinformed and weird, you yeah. know? I'm, I'm, like what, yeah. how how can we as a society be so unaware of another culture's practices but i also realized that yeah because you don't really see it being done unless you live in a household like that so i'm so happy that we're able to show some of these little glimpses of yeah. um not even not even muslim or pakistani but it's it's overall very south asian and arab you know, um, Indian Indian kids or, or even South American kids will be able to identify with it. There's so much generational cultural yeah. um, similarities between a lot of our cultures. So, um, so you mentioned about not really doing a lot of art notes for this manuscript, right? But was was Hatem on all along, or when you were when you and your agent were were shopping around this manuscript? Um, did, did you both come in as a pair or was this something that just, I mean, was just like that, that perfect meshing <laughs> no. in pill publishing, right? No, it wasn't like that. It doesn't work like that. No. Did they like no, add I, extra I, zeros uh, onto your paychecks then when they the realized? Contract. <laughs> yeah, no, but once we had the, once I had the contract with Capstone and I asked them, well, who's the illustrator? Um, and they said, well, we're just going to choose somebody from our list of, okay. you know, who we've worked with in the past. And I was like, well, I would really like somebody who was of a similar background to me. I mean, you know, you don't necessarily have to be practicing of a certain faith, but if you are from that background, you know yeah. how things work. Um, you know, I'm not going to, I don't think it's very appropriate to ask people what religion they practice. No, <laughs> but, but you should at least. But to have had you the exposure. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you can have the exposure yeah. of it. Um and so they were like, oh, well, okay, let us then look around. <laughs> so they <laughs> they were able to um, not only find Hazem, but he agreed. And I know that he was busy. So I'm so grateful that, you know, he got the time to, to say yes to this. And then with all subsequent series of books of, in the series, I'm like, well, if Hazem says yes, then we'll say yes. Because <laughs> we have to make sure that, that the illustration doesn't change at all. You know, I can't have it. It's season someone's else's oh. art. So, so how, time, how, how, how long it took to reach me? I wonder. How long it took to reach you? They started reaching out in 2005. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't take that no, long no, no. because I gave them a list. I mean, they were like, well, find us somebody who you might like. And so uh -huh. I had a list and they they decided that they wanted to go with you so it was basically in their hand but i made it very well very known uh -huh. that these were my wishes and i was very happy like you said matthew capstone is so is so great at so many things and and being really attuned to um cultural needs is one of them which i'm very i've been very happily surprised throughout that you know they were very um they understood what i was trying to say that, you know, it's not just about putting this label, oh, this is the first ever series written by a Muslim writer and illustrated by a Muslim artist. That wasn't the point of it. The point of it was that we'll get this rich background yeah. uh, from our experiences that will make the series better. And they got that. 
I don't see... I mean, I, I get Capstone reps coming to my school, so I get people talking to me directly about buying Capstone, and still, I don't see with any of their... Uh, they've got such great like early chapter book series. Like we've we've talked before about their Katie Wu series, and they've got they've got a number of different series like that that are just strong and are a presence in our library. I can say, um, and many other libraries. And I've I've never had anyone say, "Well, you're going to want to buy this because of it's you know it's the very first book to ever you know represent." Uh, yeah. I've never ever heard them be that pushy. I think that they. Uh, I'd like to think, and hopefully a lot of other publishers are this way, but I'd like to think they just really stand behind that content that they're putting their money into. They do. I yeah. feel that they do. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I'm glad it worked out that way. And I, and to hear that it is, that they're doing it the way that I, that I know their works to come out, which is that they'll have these, like, uh, you said the four separate books, but then um, in, I guess whatever you would call it for us, like the uh, mass market publishing, they'll have it all bound together. The galley that I have is all uh, four stories together, but Mm -hmm. um, I am accustomed to seeing their works broken up that way. So it was nice to see that you've got, you know, this, this art that I love the color splashes that you do Hatem with the, the different title pages Um, and, and what they will look like all lined up. I'll have to find a picture online of just all four of those bright, beautiful colors lined up. Uh, side by side but um to have and you when you get the library catalog mm. which yeah. also has yasmin on the cover they put yasmin Ooh. on the cover of everything <laughs> Sadia, um, congratulations so, yeah, we, i'm not back at school yeah, yet so it, it's I'm, pretty cool there the catalog you get it will have all of them and it has her on the cover oh as have well you, have you have do you know this because they share that with you or have you had the good pleasure yet of having some librarians and folks like tweet to you about it both good both. Was, oh that's great yeah, I've seen it, uh, um recently and but i'd already seen it because um they send me well they send me art online like they they want to make sure they're they're so good also about making sure that i quote unquote approve everything which i know is not a, the experience of most other writers with um with illustrators i know yeah. so many writers who like just they they see their covers and that's it or they see the art and that's it but 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 this team has been so good at showing me you know what do you think should we change it how is it and and i've been giving input on every you know well i don't well she's pakistani but this seems more like arab so maybe change how she's wearing this this dress for example you know little things because they want to make sure that they're authentic they want to make sure that there's not Anyone, you know, shouting in the media once it comes out and saying, "Well, this was very <laughs> insensitive." So it's it's uh, so I've seen I've seen it all. Yeah, thankfully. Well, they uh, to know that to know that it, it came from you, and it came from Hatem, but then it's circled back around to even the way that they're promoting it and the way that they're displaying it to come back to you that way. That's sort of autonomy. Um, yeah, speaks really highly again for their confidence in the work, but uh, quite I like frankly, yeah, I think I just think that, that it's, it helps it's great me too, work. actually, because like sometimes I miss like a pattern or something like that. That's just something I'm used to, but maybe it's different in Pakistan, and that helps a lot to put things for me into perspective because I didn't just want to, I don't want to just use like see what's in my head and that's it, you know, I want it to be like relevant too, yeah, so mm-hmm. that's. That's a lot, yeah. Yeah, I think being open to that feedback and and knowing that yeah, exactly. it's not criticism per se. It's it's trying to make it stronger, trying to make it more accurate. 
uh, more representative, I, I think is that's important. It and you know, important. I am going to I'm going to give you a little secret hint that actually I don't think Hatem we have ever shared with anybody else, which is that um, we decided to put these little uh, clues of Pakistani culture hidden throughout the book. So in the illustrations, uh, uh, there are like and and you may not see them, uh, Matthew, because you have the arc. And the arc is not the final art. There was a lot of art that was still needed to be done when the arts went out. So when you see the actual books, you will see, you know, a few like uh, a painting hanging on the wall, but it's got uh, it's got a building that's a big famous building in in Pakistan, for example. Or some of the fabrics will be, you know, there's like these hidden, cool. not hidden, but like well placed <laughs> um, little art. Um, they're like Easter eggs. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So if you are from my background, you will be like, "Oh my gosh!" Look. Um, like uh, in um, in uh, in Yasmin's bedroom, there is a picture of Malala, and I love that, you know, because it was like, "Why? Uh, that's so cool. That's that's awesome that we can have like these little." little things that if you know what you're looking at, you will recognize it. And if you don't know what you're looking at, you'll just be reading a book. So that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. To see the final ones. That is neat. Well, I, I might do yeah. like something like a scavenger hunt online or something with that. I don't know. I'm <laughs> if I have time <laughs> to figure it out. You've got maybe the <laughs> future not... books are going to be more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> not to like yeah. overcommit Capstone's resources or anything, but I feel like that could be an amazing thing for whatever like the landing site for Meet Yasmin is. Which, by the mm. way, I'm already picturing the 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 this like image of Yasmin in the in the front with just all of these bubbles popping out from her as we keep adding on and adding on all of these different identities of of you know the painter and the explorer and all these different things but um to have to have that to have anything anywhere saying go back take a closer look notice this thing and and know the importance or the significance of that that's cool. I'm glad you worked that in. Easter eggs yeah. and children's and, and books are fun. That's for parents, you know. Yeah. I mean, like if I'm reading a book with my child and I'm from that background, it's it's not just a kid's book. It has additional value because it's got something um, special for me as well. So we kind of just did these little fun things there along the way. No doubt. I've got that. There's been a couple of books here and there where I've, I've you know, looked around the bedroom of the child character and seen... I don't know, some toy that I had when I was a kid. And I'm like, that yes. was on purpose. Oh, yeah. You yes. did that on yes. purpose. So that's, that's really yeah. cool. Ah, yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I, I really cannot stop saying enough about Meet Yasmin. I think it's such a beautiful book. And I'm glad to know that, that um, Capstone gave a platform for, for each of you both to be so assertive with making sure we got this right, making sure that it was the right book and, and gave the right message and was presented the right way, had the right art on it, was uh, in the right format. All of that, all of all that time you've put in um, setting this up and establishing this, one, I think will make it easier to move forward, but two, I think just makes Yasmin as a debut so, so strong. Thank you. I'm, I'm very happy with it. Yeah. Great. Well, uh, as you should be very proud parents once again, now that you have another baby in the world <laughs> and what a, what a wonderful and spunky and precocious child Yasmin is. I love her so much. 
Um, just a, just such a, like a thoughtful, creative. Mm, yeah. Yeah. She's a good one. She's a, she's one that uh-huh. I think children are going to see a friend in right away. And that's, that's a good thing. Hey, before, before I bring you back to, to our readers, to your readers, to my, my students, uh, why don't I just ask, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure that, that we hear both about the, the book itself or about the character or, or anything like that? Sadia, is there anything we didn't talk about? The people should know? Well, I think people should know or be aware that there's a lot of uh, really important back matter in these books, which um, our team worked hard to create. Um, every book, whether you're reading the individual titles or the the combined one, it has several, it has a glossary at the back for all the words that are in Urdu. There's um, activities, there are discussion questions that, that Capstone does really well anyway for all their books, which kind of... Um, jumpstart the the discussion of you know why all the things that that kids are reading um and activities fun activities like recipes and bookmarks and and um crafts and things like that and there is also going to be a teacher's guide that i'm very happy about wonderful that's not teacher's guide is not available yet but it's on its way it is on its way cool oh that's cool we'll we'll look forward to seeing that hot time is there anything else that we didn't mention that you want to make sure people know about um i think it was all said like i don't think there's anything uh i'd like to add to that except for that enjoy and uh have fun reading <laughs> can, I, can i ask you so, quickly hatem do you sure. do you know yasmin sadia do you know yasmin did is this a child that you know or was this you or a part of you or a part of your kids who who is who who did Yasmin come from, or maybe she just sort of came into your imagination? Sadia, who who is she um, to you? She's my daughter. My daughter was around younger than Yasmin is when she started. Um, I mean, after kindergarten, and she started reading independently. And uh, the reason I wrote this series was because my daughter was having trouble identifying with books, um, and she was complaining a lot that she couldn't find anything that she really liked. Um, and so not only is Yasmin the book uh, inspired because of her, my daughter, but also there's a lot of my daughter's personality. A lot of the stories are actually things that happened to her in real life or at least <laughs> happened to her uh, starting out. But then they ended different because Yasmin has her own personality, which is different from my daughter's personality. But, you know, um, uh, the painter, for example, literally my daughter will sit and watch watch videos of this uh you know bob ross the famous uh, (laughs) artist and she'll try to copy and then she's frustrated because it's messy and she hates it and then we have to so a lot of stories are from her a lot of uh i remember at one point my my son who's older he does a lot of my editing for me and um he went he got to one of the parts when yasmin did something oh when uh when she's in the builder and um She's frustrated because she's not able to do anything. And my son was so upset. He turned to me and he said, that's her. You've written a book about her. Why? Where am I? Why haven't you written anything about me? So it kind of dawned on everybody slowly that I was like copying, you know, her um, for a lot of things. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, lo- I love it. I mean, I love it's It's kind of a tribute because for me, it's hard uh, as it is for many parents to have kids who are frustrated easily and and um, uh, upset with things like Yasmin is and like my daughter and like so many other kids are. And parents a lot of times don't don't know how to deal with 
you know, kids were not perfect. And this whole story, this whole series is about teaching you that it's okay. Nobody's perfect. Just, just do your best. Absolutely. Yeah. Sit in the corner and chew your lip, but it's okay. Get back up and do yeah. it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's your daughter. That's so sweet. Hatem, for, for when you started illustrating um, Yasmin, when you started character sketching and all that, who, yeah. who, who did she, how did she present herself to you? Um, I didn't have a specific person in mind when I was working. Just when I was reading, a, a, I feel like I wanted to sketch right away what I have in mind. Okay. And what I got at first, I was still like, you know, still not decided about. And after a couple of times, decided to appear to me that she's kind of telling me how how she would like to look like from the story itself. So I just wanted to make her... Um, more of a someone with uh, expressive emotions, but kind of with an attitude. So, um, yeah, I, it was just a mix of a lot of people that I've met and stuff that I have in mind. So, and it sounds like uh, you just listen to your, you know, subconscious. Listen, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the character itself is like almost have uh, like life of her own. Once you see, uh, once you see it on the paper, and then you feel like, okay, well, that's it. She Love starts it. like to be like, yeah. The, decide how she would look like almost i love it i'm glad that that is the way she came to both of you how sincere can't fake that um before we go let me thank you one more time and before we go i'm going to ask you uh to leave some words for your readers how since we're talking I'll, I'll start with you and then we'll give sadia the last word but um i'll see a library full of children tomorrow morning Hatem, is there a message that i can bring to them from you oh just a short one if you happen to find something that you like in the library today and you took it with you home to read when you finish it try to uh, talk to another person about it if you like it uh, just uh, if you love it so much just try to express that to someone else i think that's going to be a, a good message for someone like just to share their joy for a book that they like yeah thank you so, Sadia, same question. I'll see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you? Oh, my. I have so many messages. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's, it's what I tell my kids. Uh, it's, we're all different, but we all bring something that's valuable to the table. And um, feel confident in yourself and your abilities. Uh, everyone has uh, you know good qualities and not so good qualities and it's okay to fail as long as you keep trying just like Yasmin does she you know she's she never gives up she she figures it out and that's all that you need to do this is Darshna Kiani children's author and book blogger want to find out the latest south asian books and children's literature check out www.flowering-minds.com forward slash South Asian Kidlet. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by Matthew Winner in his library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 400 episodes at matthewcwinner.com forward slash podcast. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear care of the Free Music Archive. All views and opinions expressed on the show are those of the individuals 
and do not reflect ideas or viewpoints of the publishers of the books referenced. Want to help out with the show? Writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that's a very good thing indeed. Before we leave, shout out to my patrons, those folks who are supporting the podcast and helping keep the lights on care of our Patreon page. Thank you, Jenny, Sue, Amy, Kate, Darshna, Nicole, Jarrett, Mike, Link, Anitra, Lynn, Cynthia, Doug, Amanda, Ruth, Lara, Judy, Karina, Teresa, Elaine, and others who are coming with me on this journey. You are all welcome to join us. Just visit patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner and pick the support tier that's right for you. Teamwork makes the dream work, and each of you are helping to provide the tools necessary to make this podcast even greater. Thank you. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cozy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.